Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to episode 223 of 4th and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Jimmy Smith and Chris Malley. And we are talking preseason, not practice. We're talking about preseason, a game. We're talking about a game. Uh, We're talking about some overreactions. Uh, We are talking about the reality of being an Eagles fan. Um, But first and foremost, I mean, just being at the stadium again, catching a vibe, um, being there is it's always it's Eagles football, right? So I mean it's it's, it's great to be in the building and just checking in on how fans are taking it all in. Uh, but I mean, if if you if you want to overreact, you can. I mean, before the game started, um, I was right down by the field, just checking things out like I normally do before the game. And here we have uh, Jalen Hurts dancing. Look, moving to the groove, moving to the groove. There was music. I, I took it out because uh, DMCA notices. Uh, he's he's out here throwing the ball, <clears throat> just doing doing what he does. I don't think he looks sick yet. Do you guys see see him look sick yet? No. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the rumor. Out, I mean the the vibes is he he had a stomach infection. Um, you know, some people might call it bubble guts. I don't know what you want to call it, uh, but. It was, I think, it was just a shocker to fans out there that who went to the game expecting to see Jalen Hurts. I mean, I just, I get it. Like you paid money, you, you paid good money to see your Eagles and maybe a couple series with Jalen Hurts, but it is what it is. Like he didn't play. I know the fans, fans booed. <laughs> fans, fans were booing their team. But uh, right off the bat, I mean, o- overall, how you guys feeling today, Jimmy? Were you were you shell shocked by what you saw yesterday? Um, I wouldn't say shell shocked, but it did suck. I mean, as a fan, you never want to see a loss, and especially like that. And for you two who were there, uh, you said it. You know, I think that's a big reason why everybody's so pissed off and reeling from it because. Well, we expect to see Jalen Hurts. I was so excited making memes before the game. Hey, oh, going to see the receivers with our quarterback. And then Joe Flacco comes out. And, dude, I was thinking of you guys like, man, if I were there right now, I was – well, because I was almost going to be there. So, 
Oh man, I you know it sucks, but right right away what it was. Oh, he traded to the Texans. It's I was like, oh my god, here we go. I literally within the first couple minutes, that's what I got. I was like, dude, please somebody answer why this is happening. So stomach virus from experience from somebody who has stomach pains at all times. um, I mean, you can go out and do stuff. I think what Sirianni said was that he had that issue, you know, earlier and he was trying to play through it and he went through walkthroughs. So, but you said it, he looked all right to me. Maybe they were just like, you know what, let's not risk it. And it's a preseason game. Uh, What I will say is our backup quarterbacks are completely atrocious. So how the hell are we supposed to see, what any of these receivers look like. So, yeah, I'm a little pissed off. Um, it's preseason. I love what you said, over-exaggerating. Last week, you know, people are over-exaggerating. We're going to the Super Bowl. Now this week, you know, dumpster fire, we're not winning a single game. So let's pump the brakes. We take everything with a grain of salt. There was definitely some good, definitely some bad. Excited to talk about it. Yeah, overall, um, I'm just happy I had fun before the game at my friend's tailgate because uh, the game overall, not that I'm putting too much stock in what we saw or what happened, um, but it was it was just tough to sit there because I'm sitting next to Gail and like everyone's pumped up. Like We watched warm-ups, Hurts looked really good, and all of a sudden uh, I look at my phone and I got the update from Garofalo saying like Hurts has a stunk bug, he's not playing, and that like Fletch isn't playing. And like Fletch and them not playing, that wasn't a big deal, but man, like – this is what I'll have. To, this is what I had to say about initial reaction. It's really tough for the fans, but imagine being one of the players that's trying to make the roster, make the fifty-three, and you can't get the ball even remotely close to you because Flacco and Mullins are just awful. Like it, you it, and like the thing is, like they're not like rookies or second years or, or like or third years even. Like Mullins has started a lot of meaningful NFL games when Garoppolo went out. Flacco's won a Super Bowl. It's like they just look lost out there. I know the line wasn't playing like, like super well, but that being said, like Flacco and them, they were taking like ten step drops, and like it's like you're not gonna have that much time, and it, it was bad. Uh, but overall, though, like initial reactions, it was more of an effort thing for me that annoyed me for some of the guys, like the run defense was horrendous. Uh, but overall though, like there was a ton of positives that I saw on defense offense. Our receivers were getting uh, open early and often and Kenneth Gainwell really shined. And I think Jordan Howard has shown that he's not washed up. He's still young and he was catching the ball blocking per usual. And he looked really good running. So, um, I'm just excited for the week one. Like, obviously, we have another preseason game, but I'm not overreacting to last night. Uh, Brian says there's a report that Hertz has divi- uh, diverticulitis. Interesting. I didn't hear that. Uh, that's my dad always talks about that that word. I'm like, I, I'm like, my dad's always lying about what he has. Um, <laughs> I don't think he has. I'm not. I can't even say the word. Um, diverticulitis. Shout out to the painted lines. Let's take last night and throw it out the window. I mean, I I, I think people want to uh, throw it out the window. Um, Bryant, that was a lie. I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about. Um, but the whole the whole. I mean, it, it's one of those moments where uh, you know, Men in Black, where they they come up with the the beam thing, and you you just want to forget everything. Do that. Do that to yourself. Um, I, I I feel like Joe Flacco. Yesterday in the offense, uh, didn't really bring the seasoning for a seasoned vet. He put raisins in the offense. Uh, I wasn't. Don't put raisins. I was like, he brought the raisins in the offense. I mean, I, 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 the one thing, I mean, for the, the price of admission for me, 
made it all worth it was Devontae Smith. Like when, when I got my car to drive to the stadium, the only person I had on my mind that I wanted to see snaps from was Devontae Smith. And I got my money's worth, whether it be the short amount of reps that he had. Well, I mean, he did get enough ample time to uh, play. I just like the reps that he got and the, the, the ability that he showed in the route running. I mean, if I mean, like my bacon, I like my routes crispy. And he was serving up the bacon all night. Like, I mean, the way I think you have to break out, break out a, tr- a protractor on the geometry of the angles that he's using to get separation and the way he flattens his his routes. And, and you see the instant separate. That's the that's the difference between a and uh, a bad like a decent route runner and a great route runner. Um, if you're watching some of the routes, go back and watch the routes. I mean, if you have Chad Ochocinco. You know, the casual was like, oh, he dropped it. Ocho Cinco's out here like, did you just see what what he did? So, I mean, right off the bat, how, how are you guys feeling about his performance last night? Dude, I I took all of his plays and took video, book down every single one because I already saw the slander and was not having any of that. You just said it. You like your routes crispy like you like your bacon. Me too, man. And I love watching him. I think from now on when I go to games, I'm going to bring ankle braces for the opposing cornerbacks because this man is going to break plenty of ankles uh as you saw that one route where he gets like that seven eight yard gain whatever for a first down the way he you said it it's a perfect 90 degree angle where he just cut back that man oh i'm surprised the guy didn't fall over that was a good job by him not but uh he's gonna do that nonstop. but we talked about it you know joe flacco how are you supposed to see what you have in these guys one of those throws you know, and as Devontae Smith, I want to see him catch it because it's behind the back. And I guess Flacco did have to place it a certain way to keep it out of the cornerbacks. But, dude, uh, the ball placement was pretty terrible from most of the throws. So I'm not, I mean, that one where he drops it in the beginning. If Flacco hits him in stride, the dude's going, you know, 15, 20 yards. Who knows? But regardless, I thought the kid looked uh, amazing uh, as advertised, especially, you know, coming back from an injury. And we talked about it. You want to gradually get him back. Some people didn't want to see him yesterday. I wanted to see him. I like the idea of getting these guys up to game speed, knocking the rust off, rather than the Doug way of thinking where you bubble wrap them, then they get effing hurt anyway. So I liked it. And I liked that it was he, Reger, Watkins, all out there for predominantly the first half. So nice to see those guys get the reps. Love to see what Devontae Smith is bringing already. Yeah, Devonta looked as advertised obviously some people are reacting to the drops if you watch them in college that was very weird for him to have the drops that being said the ball placement wasn't uh great that being said as a pro you want him to catch the balls but i'm glad that he got that out of the way now because he's a guy that's going to be a 10 plus target guy uh all season or should be because here's the thing that eagles fans are used to we get excited when zach Ertz catches the ball for a nine yard gain and just like falls over. It's like, nice, he caught the ball. That's all lower expectations were because we're so used to Aguilar and these other guys dropping the ball all the time. But Urch was always the steady Eddie, but he was never uh, the yak guy, never the explosive play guy. Devonta Smith is a guy that will catch 10-plus targets a game, and he can score on any given play. I know that people don't really look at him as like the blazer, the speedster guy on our team, especially when he was Alabama because he always had like Jalen Waddle or someone else or rugs around him. That being said, Devonta Smith can score from anywhere on the field. And uh, what I saw was four or five yards of separation. I mean, 
people are showing highlights of like people like Calvin Ridley and Keenan Allen during the offseason just leaving cornerbacks in the dust. Like that's what we have with Devonta Smith in regards to getting open. You have the Justin Jefferson type of guy that just understands uh, the whole route tree, gets ste- uh, stems on routes. Like he's always going to be open and he's going to be Hertz's best friend. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you talk about best friends, his other best friends in the offense. Um, you know, Rager was out there and, and, and Watkins was out there. But the other friend that were, I was expecting to see a little bit more from, or that's the one guy I was looking for to do some damage. And that, that's Travis Fulgham. Uh, you talk about the back end of the wide receiver group. You talk about who is going to be uh, those guys. I mean, with the real Travis Fulgham, please stand up. Uh, you know, that, that four game streak, you know, you're like, okay, you know, what do we have in, in Travis? And you're talking about Devonte Smith being out for a certain amount of time the last couple of weeks. Um, that was your opportunity to, to shine, getting all those reps and stuff. Um, you know, and, you know, being at uh shout out to Mel who hooked that up um, being at the uh, joint practice with the Patriots and the Eagles out for me that I, I feel I, you know, after last night's performance, I still feel okay with what transpired because I mean, like I, I saw the joint practice and I, I saw how well they played and how well the defensive line did dominated the Patriots. But it's, it, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, it's watching the one-on-ones and watching the, the, the Eagles wide receivers connect with Jalen Hurts. Some people will say, you know, they, they need that chemistry in front of the bright lights. I think they've developed some chemistry on the field. So, I mean, obviously as fans, you'll be selfish. Like you want to see that out there for a couple of series, but you know, I, uh, I will be going to the jets Eagles joint practice on Tuesday. So again, I will get an opportunity to see up close for myself what's going on and I can figure it out for myself and not go crazy. Um, but uh, Tom had a question here. He said, what part did Howie have in last night's decisions? We were talking about that in the stands. Like people were, were like, like people were like, "Do I blame Sirianni? Do I blame Howie?" It's like, but in regards to Hurts, it's like because people are like, "Is that smoke? Is it fire?" About like the whole stomach thing. I'm like, it sounds pretty legitimate because like Schefter even reported that he went to the hospital and got it and like to just make sure everything was cool. Um, that being said, though, like I could see that maybe they had just had like a one-on-one conversation Sirianni and how he's saying like hey like we're a couple injuries away from what we saw last night maybe we do chill that being said like who who knows like probably never know I mean you don't exactly what Chris just said they had no idea what was going on he had reported earlier in the day that he was feeling something they wanted to be precautious I think probably at that time they probably should have done something with him because if he had COVID or I don't know but apparently they gave him that test they uh, gave him some tests, had whatever bug, but it's like, when, uh, my question is, when the did preseason become so important? I understand that we're retooling and there's a new head coach. We've got Jalen Hurts as a new QB1, but uh, we talked about it all week, how important these joint practices are. Monday and Tuesday, he got plenty of reps against the ones of the Patriots defense, and he looked good. He's going to get plenty of reps when Gale's there and Florham Park, New Jersey. So they get two days of those joint practices. And we talk about the joint practices and the preseason being glorified practices, essentially. So it's not important to me. If he really was feeling some way, I'm not throwing the guy that's supposed to be my franchise quarterback out in preseason. I understand Flacco and Mullen suck. I understand it sucked for the fans. 
but people looking for a narrative here. Um, it's early, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a bumpy road or two throughout the season, so prepare yourselves. This is a new team. It's going to have a lot of – this is something that's not a big deal to me, and I think people are just really hungry for the season. <laughs> I mean, when you talk about big deal, I mean, it, it, there's a, there was a moment yesterday I got to speak to a family member of one of the players, and it's a big deal for guys on the back end of the roster who are looking to find that, that, uh, that roster spot. And if they had a bad game, you know, like to us, it's just a bad game. But to a family member and a player, that's meaning that you have to potentially move. That means that you're uprooting your whole lifestyle that you're accustomed to, that one of your family members might not be here. So, I mean, like for us, it's a different level. But for family members of, of t- these team members, because I, I, it's interesting, I never c- get that perspective. But when you see people's faces and they're like i don't know if you know you're it's it is it's a whole no, different beast but i i felt like back into the roster guys i wanted to see more of um but um in terms of guys who flashed uh, we'll go over some guys people in the comments if you guys some guys that flash for you let us know but um kenneth gainwell um i think kenneth gainwell he's a guy who's he flashed the ability uh to catch the ball in space He's very shifty and nifty. I feel like he's he's gonna find a nice little. I'm not gonna call him Brian Westbrook yet, but like a Westbrook type or Naheem Hines, Colts role in this offense. He's been effective uh, catching the ball. Um, I think he's a guy that could do that orbit motion. You can move him all over the field. I think um, you could do a lot of. You could put him in the slot if you want. Um, so I mean, I like what I saw from him. Did you guys like what you saw from Gamewell? Yeah, I loved what I saw from Gamewell, man. He looked really good. I mean, I think I saw a report today that he's the highest-rated rookie for the Eagles so far in the preseason, and um, it shows, though, because, like, we were talking about it when we were at the practice and the last preseason game. Like, this guy missed all of 2020 because he opted out, but in the 2019 season, he had one of the most prolific seasons for a Memphis running back or just any of the running backs in college. Like, the dude was a 2000 uh, yard all purpose and I think he had like close they had like 25 plus touchdowns all purpose too like and the thing is you don't have to rush him into it and he's gonna grow into his NFL body but you just see the balance that he has in vision and his versatility like the dude literally has been like tripping and almost falling over just getting uh, hit by a turf monster but he still catches the ball and then he just see, he doesn't get hit like people are worried about his size. He doesn't really get hit because like an Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey, he understands leverage and angles, and he just kind of like slips like uh, the shoulder a little bit instead of getting like popped in the back or chest to chest by a safety. He's always getting hit like right off the shoulder and bounces right off. But he's a savvy player, man. I love Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, we we're watching. I was talking about it earlier on the timeline, saying like I went nuts during the uh, live show when we got Gainwell that late in the draft because people thought he was going to be like a second round pick before he opted out. Yeah, uh, the painting line says a big part of the disappointment for me was hearing about how much Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager were dominated during practice against <clears> the Pats. It just sucks that we didn't. Uh, get to see any of it. Um, some of those coaching points, the hard jabs in the uh, uh, coach Sierra and I talked about being a three point threat and, and throwing the jabs to, to get open to make uh, the shot. Um, and then I, I put a, I put a, you can check my timeline. I have a route um, from Jalen Rager on a slant. He hits him with a double jab. And then you're talking about him getting 
into it, you know, Coach Sirianni giving it to him in practice, and then him applying what he's been coached to, to jab it up and getting open. I, I think Quez Watkins posted a uh, route from Quez Watkins um, as well. Um, and he was Quez. We didn't get we didn't get to see Quez too much last night, but I felt like Quez overall he's been kind of on fire. Um, I do think. I mean, if you if you seen what they were doing in practice, um, you're like they saw enough, you know. Like we don't we don't got to show anymore. Like we're good. Or you yeah. do you guys feel like they have to have these two series in front of like fans to be like okay? No, I don't think anything relies on the fans as much as people say when they're like, oh, the fans don't matter. It's like, well, they really don't in a sense when it comes to things like this. It's like Sirianni needs to see what he needs to see. A lot of these back-end guys sucked. And what pisses me off is the fact that, you know, you're fighting for a job. I don't give a shit if you're a backup, dude. You should come out there. There needs to be accountability. So what I hope is happening in the next practice or meeting or whenever it happens is we don't forget any of this game. We actually remember every damn second of it. You sit there and you break down every damn detail as to what you did wrong. And these guys get better. It's the only thing we can hope for. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to see it as a fan. Hell yeah. I sat down, was ready to go, wanted to see my Hertz and Smith, but you know what? If it allows them to be healthy and ready for week one, I'm ready to see what we can. Uh, Fulgham, I agree with you when you said that earlier, he only saw like 14 snaps in the game. Um, that's really not good. But then again, our thing of white side only had like eight high tower had like 13. So those guys I feel are really battling each other for this job. Those guys needed to step it up with those reps. That's what I needed to see in these reps. And for guys like that, it's kind of telling you look at their snap count, then look at someone like Kenny Gainwell. You know, we're talking about how great he was, right? Like five carries, 21 yards, three catches, 23 yards. And that's 4.2 yards per carry, 7.7 yards per catch. That's really good. For a small sample size in 15 snap, that, that's what he did. It feels like he was out there the whole effing game. Now you're talking about these other guys have about the same amount of snaps, and you didn't hear anything. You didn't hear a single word about any of these guys. So that's concerning as hell for me. Travis Fulgham, we talked about it, flash in the pan maybe, uh, hasn't really stepped it up. So I would have liked to see these back guys, uh, back end guys really play with some heart, and they didn't. Well, the one guy that is, who showed out, uh, shout out to MMM Tourist, uh, Milt Williams, the guy who I was – Hoping that would flash again, and, and he he did so. Um, you know, I feel like uh, at the end of the day, like the defense, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I would like to see more. Um, one guy that we did see more of, uh, Alex Singleton. Again, another game where he's flashed, roaming around the field like he's uh, king of the jungle, the lion uh, hunter out there. Uh, it just seems like he was around the football all day. And then some. He was. But what yeah. about, I mean, wasn't the one good thing from last night, though, right? Not just Alex Singleton. It was TJ Edwards, Sean Bradley, Eric Wilson. Yep. The linebacking room in a 35 nothing loss where everybody sucked. The linebackers? That's the one issue we pretty much talked about that still is glaring. And we talk about it. Maybe it's not an issue. It's just a huge question mark. There's a lot of young guys. And the two young guys, Davian Taylor and Jacoby Stevens, they're supposed to be nickel linebackers. So, how can these other guys that have struggled in coverage, how will they play? Alex Singleton all over the place last night. Edwards, I, I'm really excited that these guys are stepping it up. They know. Um, I, somebody had asked Eric Wilson uh, the other day, or a, Alex Singleton about Eric Wilson, and he, you know, being undrafted and these back-end guys. 
dude, they love it. And right here, Joan says it. They're hungry. Got a chip on their shoulder, man. And I'm excited about the linebackers. Yeah, the linebackers look great, man. I mean, Fran Dunphy, shout out to him. He always does the breakdowns. Dude, they disrupted so many. Like, they had two blockers on them and got around on so many screens or run games. And, like, you could tell, like, dude, Belichick was probably losing his mind because Singleton was all over the place. Wilson looked really good. And um, it was just nice, though, man. People were flying to the ball. And that was the effort that I loved with the first-team defense compared to the second and third team. It just shows you that, like, behind those guys, it's a little thin. But I'm just happy that Singleton's healthy and just looked great last night. He showed out. Now, uh, Pete Nathan has a question uh, from Twitter. He says, do you, do you guys think Hightower makes the team? Practice squad, maybe. Right now, it does not not look good at all. Yeah, I, I t- if I'm, if I'm going to be on, I mean, he's a guy who showed that he could separate last year, but um, we talk about consistency wins. I'm, uh, you know, I got a guy who's consistent in Greg Ward uh, who plays special teams. Uh, we saw Hightower out there returning kicks. Yesterday, return a kick. Um, you know, it's about consistency, and you know, I and I've, you know, I've heard some things. I've heard some things, um, but I'm not. I'm not trying to be Mr. Rumor guy, but I'm just saying, I've heard some things that allude to the fact that he has to either mature or, uh, you know, start respecting what it takes to get to the next level. Because we look at Quez Watkins; they're both kind of like in the same camp. Um, and w- the difference between uh, going good to great is the little things. Uh, Quez Watkins has done everything, whether it's precise route running. I mean, th- just the, his ability to get open and be consistent. Like you can flash, that's great, but you have to be consistent. And I think you could look elsewhere. I don't. I don't. I, I think he, if he was on the high, I think if he's on the uh, practice squad, he gets plucked. Yeah. yeah, maybe uh, you said it though. He needs to develop. I don't really think I've seen any of that from him. It's crazy. You met, you hit the nail on the head. Quez Watkins. Um, he had some of the same kind of issues. Hey, he's got to grow up. He's got certain things he's not doing. He's not working on. What did we see all off season training videos of Quez Watkins working on his route running, working on his hands? And everything. I don't want to see that. That's fine. That's exactly what I want to see him doing what it takes to get better. And now look at everybody. He's their favorite receiver. He's going to the hall of fame. It's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, he's fast. He's good. That's what we've been talking about. This is exciting to see, but they've all got to be doing that. Um, There's competition. You look at it, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, and you said Greg Ward, Mr. Dependable. For me, that's the four that are making the team already. Beyond that, I have no idea. Last night, I wanted to see between the three guys I mentioned in Fulgham, Ortega Whiteside, John Hightower. I didn't see shit from any of them. And then you talk about, Osmond, you talk about uh, you know other guys that are in here. At least they're making catches and stuff. So it's like I really don't know um, how many we keep. Hightower has a very slim chance because Arthega Whiteside and Fulgham have done absolutely nothing. All it would take would be one of these guys to step it up, and they haven't. So, but, but you said it earlier, Gail, with Flacco Mullins. I mean, how are you supposed to find out? So this is really tough. Hopefully, they're seeing a lot more, which they are at these joint practices. Now, uh, Chris, well, you can, I'll let you take this. Uh, um, Adam says McPherson also needs to bounce back because he got torched. Uh, Mike says Zach, That's what I wanted to Zach talk had about. A, a rough one for sure. What did you think of uh, his performance yesterday? Yeah, I think a lot of it had – I would say 
part of it was just like the pressure was really bad. So you just, Cam Newton and Matt Jones had a lot of time to get these guys open and Belichick, the clock classic like crossing routes that he used to do with Edelman and Mandola. But Jacoby Myers, I know he's not a big name guy, but he had a really good season last year and he's very underrated. And um, he made a lot of nice plays against us. But the main thing I want to talk about, Zach, he looked like a rookie. He absolutely looked like a rookie. And he looked like a guy that was not a top tier pick for us. He was not. He was a fourth round pick. Um, The main thing I want to say was seeing that last night is exactly why us three and everyone else was very relieved when we got Steven Nelson because imagine if like that was Jacoby Myers and Cam Newton throwing against us. Like we go against Patrick Mahomes. We go against probably the toughest wide receiver schedule. The NFC East is loaded with receivers outside of that. We go against Tyree kill. We go against Calvin Ridley. We go against Kyle Pitt. Like it's a load. Imagine if Zach had the, as a rookie had to cover these guys and just got, deflated right out of the gate in his career that's why it's very fortunate that we have a guy like steven nelson who is he gonna get beat sometimes yes is slay gonna be get beat sometimes yes that's football but these guys are vets they're gonna bounce back and they're not gonna get completely deflated that's why i was happy that zach at least battled back uh, zach uh he battled back in a lot of the uh, after a lot of the plays but you saw the inexperience and saw that he was like wow like this is big boy football like and this was jacoby myers like this wasn't exactly Julio Jones or AJ Brown. He was going against. So it's good though, man, you got to get out there and you got to fail forwards though. And that's why I'm happy that I wish he played a little bit better. That being said, that's why I expect though. And it's good that it happened in the second pre uh, preseason game and not on a, not September uh, was 12th against uh, Atlanta. Now uh, shout out to Daniel from Sweden. If I'm correct, uh, any glimpses of J-Jaw talent under new staff? I know they've been use, using J-Jaw in the slot, and I think if they're trying to, you know, all slots aren't created equal. You talk about uh, Greg Ward and J-Jaw's body size, you know, 20 pounds, you know, Ward is like 20 pounds less. If you're talking about util- utilizing J-Jaw, J-Jaw to his best ability, and that would be as a, as a 50-50 guy, and now, if they could get something out of J-Jaw, which people have, you know, he's he's flashed in camp. Um, if he becomes, you know, again, I still have questions. You know, like I, I would like to see more. I didn't really uh, dial into J-Jaw when I was at camp. He was, he was the last guy. I was I saw I saw I saw Devante in full pads that day, and I ran. I was like, I got to get up there. Um, but I feel like uh, J-Jaw. It's it's really put up or shut up now. I, hopefully, he gets some more snaps to do something in preseason. Um, what do you guys feel about JJ? I, I already said it. I needed him to step it up, um, <laughs> and he didn't. So, it, it, for me, it's Hightower, him, Fulgham. I think maybe um, one of him or Fulgham makes a team just because they're kind of the two big body guys that we have because Quez isn't that big. Devonta's not that big. Rager's not that big. So, like, maybe by default, like, they're, like, the larger X receiver types. But uh, it's tough, though, man, because, like, they're not really seeing good looks from Mullins or Flacco. And um, to highlight that, the only good day they said full – I mean, J.J. had was last Tuesday. They said he had a pretty good day in practice. But then it's just, like, he – J.J. dropped the ball on a slant last night. And it was just one of those things, like, dude, like, I understand that like, the opportunities aren't many, but you got to be ready and you got to catch that. And it's it's tough, man. I mean, 
the expectations for him were so high because we overdrafted him by so much. But that being said, like, dude, you got to step up. And it's just really hard to see the fight in him right now. I mean, Chris, you're talking about being ready. Uh, but you never know. You always got to be head on a toes, head on a swivel, because you never know when there's going to be a manscape reach. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their 14th, their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job. From the leaders in male grooming join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready. For takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the, the code fansided20. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First, scheduled for liftoff, new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when you need for a more precise shade throughout your travels across the universe. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes a weed whacker. No, it includes the weed whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Uh, now, get 20% off free shipping with the code side with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com for clean trinity and beyond. Your space balls will thank you. We want to thank uh, you for sticking through that read. It's always it's it's always a, a great time. Um, but speaking about a great time, um, the halftime show, the, the, the biggest play mm. of the the biggest play of the day was made by a uh, four legged animal. Uh, this guy was out here. Catching him, not like Aguilar. He was out here catching him. Peep this. I think that was the biggest cheer of the night. I'm not. <laughs> yes. I'm not even. I'm not even lying. I, I swear. It was God. offensive play of the day. Like Eagle fans were like fully focused on these dogs because um, they were just like, bro, this is this is so bad. Like the fact that um, how many times do we move our seats? We're just we probably around, move fucking five times after after the Herbig uh, <laughs> snap over, after the Herbig snap over Flacco's head, which was like second play of the game. We're like, what the hell is even that? And we all just like kept, just kept just moving around and talking to people. Yeah, uh, can I just say it might have looked like I want to piggyback off what uh Ev, or wow now he's 
asking for Evan and I'm saying his name. I want to piggyback off what Chris said. Um, Zach McPherson, he was getting murdered at one point and I felt I had to make a tweet instantly and it pretty much echoed what you know Chris just said there. Uh, guys, we literally weren't really blitzing. It's vanilla defense. The line was atrocious. No starting line, so no pressure really. Some comment was in there. Loved that comment. Um, agree 100%. So the poor kids out there on an island, and this is, like Chris said, exactly why we wanted a veteran cornerback like Steve Nelson here. Not saying he's an all-pro, but you don't want to hinder this kid's future. And you know here in Philadelphia, if this kid isn't an all-pro in a preseason game, they're going to be after him. So try to talk about that. And it was like, look, you know, let's pump the brakes just a tad here. Still believe in the kid. High hopes. Just very grateful that he does not have to be a starter. So I liked what you had to say, Chris. Just wanted to say that. Pete says, Zach, Mac will improve down a lot. Exactly. Uh, yep. Um, what was I gonna say here? Um sorry. Oh, uh James says you can't 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 do a manscape read without the manscape can Evan Hollywood Hearn. Uh you know, Evan is actually in Vegas as we speak. He is uh well groomed, I guess, and uh he's doing <laughs> his thing out there in Vegas. Um uh, with with I think it's uh someone's getting married or whatever. He's but, gonna come uh, back with some good stories for the manscape uh, yeah, promos. Um, but speaking of marriage, um, our guy Prime is getting married tomorrow. So there's a lot of things going on in his life right now. I'll be having a little outing at his uh, place tomorrow. I'm going to try in there. I'm not going to do a, a, a live stream of that. But um, I can ask him what he feels about um, one of his favorite linebackers, maybe. Uh, but I, I do I do have – I have – if you guys have been watching the show, you'll, you'll get it. But I do have a, a – a huge, a huge surprise for Prime. Yep. So I had to wait for the next show that he's on. I have a huge surprise. Tune it's, in. It's going to be awesome. It, it's going to be great. It's awesome. So it's if, awesome. If, if you want to be there for the reveal, I I, I, I feel pressured that I want to go tell him the surprise because it's so awesome that I, we got to see the live reaction of it. So wait for that. Mm. Yep. Wait for that. Um, let's see. I mean, if you guys have any questions in there, uh, let us know. Um, this isn't going to be a long, long show. We just wanted to get, get the recap. I mean, looking at the timeline, I, I always put out like a, a, uh, a GIF meme grade. Cause I just want to see how people are feeling. Sometimes I'll put mine in there. Sometimes I, I just like to see how the people are feeling. It's some people put some hilarious memes and GIFs in there. Uh, but overall I felt like the timeline was, you know, some people were, I'm the realist, it's preseason, or it was either um, I need to see more or I'm an embarrassed Eagles fan. Um, that's not how we play football here. I mean, Lane Johnson said that wasn't wasn't good enough, what they showed out there. Um, all of the above. So you can say it's all of the above or preseason doesn't matter. That, that's Preseason matters. It does. It, yeah, the details are the most important things. So but it, it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. So true. So there you um, have to be able to look at it and take everything with a grain of salt. You have to be able to break it down and say, okay, this is why this happened. This is why this is happening, or this is what he needs to improve on. And a lot of times you said it earlier, a guy going to lose his job because, Hey man, I didn't have a quarterback that got rid of the ball within five seconds. Hey, I didn't have, you know, a receiver that could catch. So these guys do affect each other. So you have to look at all of the things around you, take everything into context and just really break it down. But you said it, Gail. I mean, it's there's a really mixed bag of emotions. I just I'm going into this entire season just 
pumping my brakes, man. Uh, temper my expectations. I'm looking forward to the development of these young guys and the future that we are building. The hell we were in the last few years, I'm ready for that to be over, and it is. So let's hope that Sirianni's a great coach, Hurts is a good quarterback, and then we can build on that foundation. Ten picks, ask loads of cap space next year. I'm still excited. Now, 2020 Vision says he can't see Hurts in the first team playing in the final preseason game. What do you got? What do you? What say you, Chris? Go first, Chris. Okay. It's tough because we're used to four, and then it's three now, and we didn't see the first team play. Uh, right now, I would have to say no, given the vibes that we saw last night at home, because I would have thought that if they did play the starters. It would have been at home. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's a little different. Uh, that being said, um, maybe the Hertz news last minute kind of threw them off, and that's why they ended up changing some things. But right now, I'm going to say no. I have a feeling that they're not going to do that. And for some reason, I swear the, the field in New York, the Jets field, is like cursed, and people get injured there. So I'm 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 good. I I do want to see them, but I I don't. I think yeah. for me, you I mean, you said it, they're going to be at that horrid field down there in Jersey. So it's like he's going to get two days in Florham Park there, joint practices with these guys. I'm hoping they use that time just like they did with the Patriots here in Philly. So let's uh, hope that he gets what he needs. But I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think he could see a drive or two. Um, but that Chris just kind of mentioned something there where he said maybe their reaction to him being out led them to keeping other people out. Maybe they're thinking, you know what? We're going to have some of these starting offensive linemen play next week too, just for a drive to let Hertz knock some of this rust off. And maybe some of these guys like Fulgham, Hightower, maybe we'll get a chance to see them with an actual quarterback throwing them the ball rather than Flacco or Mullins where we can see absolutely nothing from these receivers. So there's a tiny, tiny chance for me. Um, I would love to just say no because, like Chris said, it's the last preseason game. You got to see what the hell we got. But we know Flacco sucks. We know Mullins sucks. So – we know that we need a different backup. If you know, if anything happens, we're kind of screwed. So um, maybe we do. I'd say there's about 30, 40% chance we do. Um, I just want to sh shout out Jordan. Uh, again, I, I, I peep Jordan in the crowd. He's like, yo, I see you, man. And I, I look to my left and I point up. Uh, always good seeing Jordan in the crowds out there. Um, speaking of crowds, um, there's going to be an open practice on Sunday. Um, and we do have tickets. Um, last, last, last open practice, um, hooked up some people in the chat. So I just want to reward some of the people in here. Um, I got a couple tickets out here. So if you are interested, um, I'm going to, uh, give some tickets away for that. Um, I know Mora went last time. Um, then we, we did give ticket tickets away. Uh, for the uh, preseason game, and I forget. It, Al, shout out to Alex. It was his birthday. Uh, one the person who won the tickets <laughs> didn't. He was a rabbi who won. He and then he hit me in the DMs. He's like, I can't go to the game. Um, so he's like, if you would give him away to someone else. And then Alex, he entered his name in there, and I saw it was his birthday. Thought it was a great gift. But after after that game, I might have to owe you something else for coming to, <laughs> coming to that game. Uh, shout out to Chris as well. He is entering the Eagles Autism Challenge tomorrow. I will be accompanying him. We'll be walking a 5K. I don't know about running. Walking a 5K. 
so that will be uh, something that we'll be doing. Um, Mark says, congrats to Mr. and Mrs. Prime. Big Philadelphia is giving a big shout out to uh, Prime as well. Shout out to Philadelphia. I, I met him a couple weeks ago. Um, comment from Adam. He says, they value these joint practice so much. Starters are not playing next Friday. I, You know, I wanted to go up and watch that game. I'm not even sure if I'm going to go up there. Like I, it's just something I do. Like I, I, but I, I might have to skip this one out. Adam said it, man. We've been talking about it all just because we didn't know, right? There's only three preseason games, so how the hell were they going to use them? We had no idea, dude. So these joint practices are huge. I love the fact that they're getting time. And Mike said, "Is any you out for the season? We have broken leg, MRI. No, uh, this is me, right? Knee, yep, blown knee." And he yeah. was dealing with that the last couple of weeks. He had just got put day to day, came back. You know, we said, hey, Tyree Jackson, unfortunately out. Here's your chance. And this is awesome that you brought this up, Mike. Great question, because I wanted to say the one name I didn't get to talk about was Jack Stoll. Um, some of you guys know I'm huge on because of his ability to play that H-back role. He's not a fullback because a lot of people are like, that guy going to be a fullback? It's like, no. That's not what I said. He is not an inline blocker, but the dude can block. The dude can catch. So he brings a whole different element than what these other guys do. Goddard struggled with a couple blocks I saw last night. So we need a guy that can actually block, do things. Stoll might be that dark horse for me right now. He's got a long uphill battle, but Richard Rodgers dropped the ball yesterday. It was crap throw, but he's Mr. Dependable. Maybe, maybe, maybe you keep four um, was my opinion when Tyree Jackson was doing well, uh, but He's probably going to go to the IR now, so he's got to be part of that 53. I could see us releasing Rodgers and then just re-signing the next day when Tyree goes to the IR. Yeah, I mean, you could do one of those things where you tell uh, Richard Rodgers, yeah. um, you just say, hey, we're going to cut you, but just stay, be on standby because we'll bring you back. Yep. Yeah, so. I like Stoll. Do, do you guys like Stoll too, right? Nah, I, mean, I mean, uh, he's, you know, he, he showed something yesterday. Four catches, <laughs> like 33 yards, something. I mean, you're just hoping that. Uh, I mean, it, it was the whole Tyree Jackson show. I know so, I mean, it sucks. That's what we're all bummed about. <laughs> no, I'm not, I mean, I mean, we were try, we were rooting for the mullet, but I mean, the mullet got an opportunity. Sure. Uh, now Pete Nathan brings up the beloved question: Do y'all think the Eagles are going to trade Hurts? I, I almost said that in Pete Nathan's voice. Do y'all think the Eagles are going to trade Hurts no. to the Texans along with a first for Watson? I think I think you, if you listen to uh, Peter King, a guy who's pretty much he's pretty he's pretty dialed in. He said this trade wouldn't happen until next year, so this this year would be off the books. I think if you're smart, you want to see what Hertz has. Yep, I mean he's playing for under what two mil right now. See what he has, and then no brainer, especially at this point in the season, pre off season. Pete, Pete, Pete's out here throwing firsts and another first in there. Why did? Why isn't? Why isn't Jalen Hurts first in your heart, Pete? You know who we did? I saw last night that was impressive because we were all like, "Holy shit!" When they were getting their pregame warmups in and all that stuff, they were standing there at the open practice. Elijah Holyfield is, I mean, a tank like his dad. And uh, we talked about would he finally get some snaps because in the first preseason game he only played on special teams, so. Got thrown in. His first play gets blown up on pass protection. It's one of the things we talk about him struggling with. So uh, one of the reasons I don't think he makes his team, but he's given himself a reason to possibly make that practice squad. Had uh, some pretty hard runs. I think he averaged like 7.8 yards per carry. So 
they had a pretty decent uh, day when they finally started handing the rock. So it was nice to see that. Shout out to Vander Holyfield and, and his uh, partial ear. Um, you know who can... we're going to have to talk about. Yeah, this oh, yeah. is important. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, I was pitching a show back in the day, and uh, a Van, one of Vander Holyfield's son was working at this like agency. And I was like, like, yeah, we have a Vander Holyfield son. And I'm like, I was like, that's weird. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, but talking about um, keeping hope that Rodney will be ready for week one. Adam Michael Gibbs says, because Kayvon Wallace, uh, we're, we, I mean, we, we might've been talking about groins earlier in the manscape reads, but um, he's dealing with a groin injury. Um, and then to add an insult to injury, uh, Cam Newton, Calling him glitter over here, calling him a, a, a professional cheerleader uh, because cheerleaders wear glitter. And for him calling him Captain Checkdown, I don't think Cam took that too lightly. And uh, Cam Newton, it's kind of interesting for him to go at a man that's injured. Hey, there's your reality check, though. If you, I mean, don't go after someone like Cam Newton. Uh, as a young man still trying to develop, and I thought he was doing well. You know, they're teaching him to drop back, not just be that box safety. We know that he can cover and that big nickel corner kind of guy, the outside corner at times, certain matchups. But Gavon Wallace goes out, talks trash, check. Oh, he's a check down king. Dude, I love it. I love the fire, but don't expect not to feel it back if you don't step up because before he got hurt, Grass was getting smoked. So I'm also holding out hope that Rodney McLeod is ready. Um, but I like Marcus Epps. I continue to like Marcus Epps and Elijah Riley as depth guys. Don't want to have to see him, but we might if Rodney's not ready. Mm, I said we need an extra safety, and here we are. Um, I'm ready for get another safety. Um, shout out to Thanks, Timothy Bragton in the building. I uh, says, what's up, fellas, at work? Um, his work would be NFL Films. Yes, we are so jealous. That is awesome. Uh, he says, still don't think Hurts plays next week. Nick loves these joint practices more than preseason game reps. Like, I, I, it's like almost new new age football these days. You know, like you're talking about a um, as a coach and you want a controlled environment. Like, hey, I want to see this from your defensive backs. Can you show me this? Can you show me these coverages? Can we, you know, you, this is what they can do in these joint practices. They don't got to worry about film overhead seeing what you like we want to work on these specific things that's beautiful can you, can you show us this and this is what the beauty of a controlled environment you can't do you can't go go to a preseason game hey stop the play here we want to see uh man like brother we're, we're running plain vanilla defense well i saw some people in, in the chat talking about jg but again man he's, he's shown zone he's shown he's thrown that zone he's like yeah i'm not showing i'm not showing my not cards listen like you got to know when to roll them, know when to fold them, right? Dude, I you hit every nail on the head on that one, Gail. It was perfect. I, I mean, you have the controlled environments, joint practices. is exactly what we talked about last show. They are more important than these preseason games. Um, so the same as the beginning of the show when people were saying they were pissed Hurts wasn't playing. It's like, is it really that important? Maybe he sees a driver two next week just because this is a new team. But those joint practices are enough. Yeah. Uh, Todd says you gotta love Landon Dickerson. Did everyone see Landon Dickerson's uh hacksaw Jim Duggan meets uh Hillbilly Jim? Hillbilly Jim, yeah, for all you wrestling fans out there. Uh, I think that guy is a he's a blue guy, he's he's having a, a jovial moment when 
you know, nothing else is going on but preseason. He just shows up with overalls, boots, and it looks like he's about to 10 crop. Get on the John Deere. Did you guys like that? Did you have Takes a laugh ponies. at it? Yeah. I mean, he coming into Philadelphia, you know, not a place known for their tractor riding. So, I mean, comes in there. He doesn't care. He's being himself. And I think that's what we love about these linemen that do come here. You know, Jason Kelsey, so wild. Lane Johnson, too. Brandon Brooks, more of a quiet guy. But, you know, we love these dudes because they're themselves. And I think Lane Dickerson's going to fill in just fine. It's like if, Lane, if it's like Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey had a baby. Yeah. But hey, do you see that photo? If you see, if you see a photo of the, all the Bama guys, look at uh, you'll find it somewhere. So when you when, when you find it, hit me up because I want to hear what you. What? Look at look at look at a uh, look at a uh, Mac. Look at Mac Max. Jones. Well, look at Max's legs, and then look at the si- the size. I'm talking about the tree trunks of Landon Dickerson's. His one cleat in like like calf is the size of. Land uh, of of Mac Jones' leg, two legs, like it's crazy. This cleat is like I don't know where you get these cleats from. One of like size like thirty two cleats, like Shaq size cleats. Like he's in person on the sideline. Like he was he came over to get some water, and just imagine like like thirty fans like in a section just did everyone looked at the same time and just like they couldn't. They couldn't take their eyes how off how large of a man this guy is. Another guy who's large who has been rumored to have no neck. I forget which teammate it said it. Milton Williams. Milton Williams in person is exactly how you think he'd look. I mean, these two guys. Just the just the idea of having those two guys inserted into our trench warfare. That's got to make you feel good for the future, no? Yep. Dude, they were huge picks, and people were pissed off. They didn't know who they were, and it's like, bro, that's Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey's replacement. Two of our favorites. Tim, Tim, Tim has a new nickname for. Uh, I don't know if this one's gonna stick, but um, a new nickname for Landon Dickerson, BCD. What about Big, BDC, Big Dickerson Country? I don't. We know BDC. I don't know. We'll see. Probably better than some of the other ones that will be coming out. Just throwing that out there. I, I think I think Dickerson plays. Um, I do think he plays this year. Some people I think don't. He gets pupped in the, the beginning of the year because he's sticking on that list throughout this whole season. If they were going to use him, I feel they would have brought him off. But because he's on that list at the start, the NFI list, non-football injury, because it happened in college, that way he can go on the pup. He can come back, and it's not a redshirt season. It's just he'll be boom ready to practice. Come week seven, he can come out here. And God forbid something happen, he's ready to rock. I'm excited for this. Could you guys imagine a heavy package on the goal line in red zone if you put Dickerson either to the left or the right or of Melada or Johnson and you just have running behind? Like, like, dude, like if you had like 22, 22 personnel like a, like a, plus an extra lineman flex. Like, dude. Tackle eligible? No, yep. no, like no, technically yes, but I'm Nick saying like, like tackle eligible and have him come you inside him. Jordan Howard or Miles in the backfield together, or if you have Gainwell and Miles in the backfield together, Goddard and Ertz, and then you have like it's very difficult to, because both running backs can catch, both tight ends can catch, both, and then like uh, dude, that's a wall, like that's a moving wall. That and like well, if you're running behind that, right there, you just named it. We could have so many F and options here. And we talk about the yep. excitement. It's like Sirianni and on the defense too. Gannon, there's going to be multiple schemes. And uh, dude, 
multiple fronts on offensive line and defensive. And it's like, look, the 12 personnel, 13 personnel, whatever tackles eligible. I think we're talking about so much excitement there. That's such a big piece of what this team is going to be. So these younger coaches, they understand the game, but they also understand preseason is means jack shit. The joint practices, you get to see a lot of things you want, but even then you're not showing everything, but you get to show a lot more. You don't face these teams. And look, I think, I really think that we're going to be showing so much more and so many different ways of, you know, the offense and defense coming out that it's going to be like, wait, what team is this? So take everything with a grain of salt here. Now, Daniel says, uh, did you guys check the Dillard trade rumor box in the beginning of the show? We haven't really seen any decent depth on that position so far, right? Dillard a keeper for that reason? Um, you know, I think you talk about um, the Raven uh, Clark, right? Mm-hmm. Raven Clark. Um, I feel like if they feel like he is as good or even better than Dillard, you could you could talk about Dillard being expendable um, for a late round pick. Could be the going rate at this moment. Um, I just feel like. I will, why not keep him? Me personally, but I, I don't think that's how how he works. Uh, if he if he can get some value for him, he will. Um, but but again, he's been injured. I'm. I'm are you guys? Uh, are you still holding on for the Dillard experience? Or I've been a salesman these past few shows, bro. I'm telling you, I'm going to be a salesman every time. He's been looking good. He's been progressing. He added the muscle he needed to. He's doing great. He's just not better than my lotta. So we got to trade him. If you guys got at least a fourth round pick, I'll take it. Be happy. But I, I agree with Gail. I would keep him for depth because we all know we yep. just hit an NFL record for the most starting offensive lines last year. So no thank you. But he said LaRaven Clark. Also, Brett Toth has been stepping it up in practice. You look at a guy like Matt Pryor on the right side, he could provide that swing tackle kind of thing. But at the left tackle, it's it's a huge question. Do you want to leave it up to Brett Toth or LaRaven Clark? So for me... I would keep him, but is his value, if someone does offer something like a fourth, are you ever going to get that again? So it's tough. I don't know. Uh, now Pete, Pete Nathan says, should we trade for a veteran receiver? I don't think that they're going to do it until the deadline, and it depends on how the season outlook is at that point. And my dream, and Pete, I was actually about to mention your comment, would be if they did a sign-and-trade for Allen Robinson because I think Chicago yeah. is going to be terrible, and he's been on – Two. I think Chris is frozen in time. I was. I thought it was me. Uh, like, Hurts, Allen Robinson, Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins, and uh, Jalen Rager. But like, dude, like Allen Robinson would be like the dream. He's like the ultimate like 160, 180 target guy. Catch the ball a hundred times. Thousand yard receiver. Ten touchdowns. Big body. Just like super reliable. Like he's kind of like. I'm not, I don't want to say poor man's Devontae Adams, but they're very similar in the way that they play, and they play in the same division. But I think Chicago's going to be awful. Not, like, not route-running-wise, though. Not route-running-wise, but they're both just, like, very reliable. Like, like, they're 10 catches, 100 yards every game. Like, that's that's what Allen Robinson and Devontae Adams do. Now, Mora says, what are we going to do when these vets retire or sign with another team at the same time? That's what we saw last night. I think, I mean, most of the – I mean, you're looking at Michael Jack Wetz of the world and uh, make make certain plays, and I, I feel like, you know, Flacco is on his way. I mean, you, the guys that who I'm talking about when you when the vets retire or sign with other teams, Milton Williams, Lander Dickerson, those are the guys that you hold your uh, 
breath that they, they're the future. And I think uh, if they can be guys that, I mean, I think when you have 80 mil in cap space next year, right, Jimmy, 80 mil. Yes. Uh, and, it, well, with the 17, with it moving to around 17 million right now, that added like almost 15 million to what we had. So that puts us around like 60, if you're just looking at the numbers right now, but with guys that are going to be gone and things like that, like we're seriously looking at maybe 80, $90 million next year. So, I mean, and add the draft picks in three, maybe three first round picks. Um, so, I mean, you're talking about a whole new vibe. You know, we have a new vibe right now, but I feel like this is what you build off of um, next season. Now you just have the, sure. the fact that they threw some attention to the trenches. That's where you should be excited about. Like, this is where you win in the trenches. Um, yeah. We had to build those back up, right? I mean, there we had... We set the NFL record. We weren't getting pressure. We won the Super Bowl with pressure and a great offensive line. They know what the recipe for success is. So, yeah, I think we're on the right track. Everyone said we weren't going to get out of this cap hell. Well, we talked about it for months, how exactly he was going to do that, how he did not only that and then some. We've got almost $18 million of cap space right now. If any, I mean, and that's like Chris said, you can have dreams this year. Maybe we make a huge move like the year we won the Super Bowl, picked up a giant. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but we've got money now. So, I love the direction we're heading, loved the draft picks, and uh, we got the capability of adding uh, the next couple of years some really talented players, and we could be contenders sooner rather than later. Uh, now, Moore says she, she gets it, but that's a few positions. We need depth. LOL. It was emoji, horse, emoji, shit. Uh, very clever. Very clever. Um, no, I feel like if, if you're looking at the cornerback group, I could I could see where you need to add there. Um I see the safety position. I thought again, we talked about the linebackers earlier in the show and they gave us something. Um, I, I definitely think that's a young group. The wideouts, I, I call those guys the young guns. I feel like they're an exciting group to follow and their development is also nice to watch. I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, our running back, we uh, you got Gainwell here. Um, I, could, I could bring in another running back next year uh, in the mid rounds from mid round back you somewhere else. Um, so you know, overall, I mean, the pos positions that we're really focused on this year, it's really the quarterback play and, you know, the chemistry with those wideouts. That's huge. You know, I, I know obviously the off offensive line has to be retooled. I'm, 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 I'm spending more draft capital there and an alignment maybe in the first round. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, uh, we're uh, reaching the hour mark. I didn't. I said we weren't even going to go out. This was going to be a quickie, but everybody's got questions that need to be answered, and that's why we're here. Um, before we get out of here, I mean, uh, Chris, do you have any uh, thing you wanted to say? Yeah, overall, uh, I'm just very excited for week one. Obviously, I was saying before, we still have one more preseason game. Hopefully, some of the guys that should lack of effort step up uh, next week. But overall, though, it was really nice to see Devonta out there. He's as advertised. Dude's always going to be open. I know some people were a little uh, over were overreacting to the drops. It's fine. I've we've all watched this guy play for a long time at the top level against top, top competition at Alabama. I think he'll be good to go. Overall, though, I really think that the realistic view was our starters didn't play. 
That being said, it shows you that there really is a lack of depth behind them. But we kind of knew that. We're a very young team. We did deal with the cap stuff this offseason. So the guys behind – the starters are good. But behind that, it's a little thin. Uh, that being said, Jimmy was talking about it. This year – interesting years as an Eagles fan because there's a lot of uncertainty. However, there's a lot of potential. And next year, there's a t- we have 10 draft picks, a lot of high capital draft picks – and we have all that cap space. So like I was saying, I know Pete was interested in that thinking of a veteran receiver bringing in right now. It doesn't really make sense, especially at this point in the off, uh, in the off season. But if the Eagles are trending upwards into the trade deadline, our back end of the schedule is one of the easiest in the NFL. Like it really is like I, I and it's against NFC East opponents. Not that's not saying that they're all going to be bad, but it's anyone's game when you're versing an NFC East opponent because when you're in a rivalry game, things happen. You could it could be a 10 and 0 team against a, a one and nine team in this NFC East. You guys always want to beat each other. So let's say the Eagles are trending upwards, they get into the bye, and they make a splash move in free in uh in the trade deadline. Like an Allen Robinson would be insane with, uh, with some cat maneuvering, but. That being said, like I'm just really excited for the season. There's a lot of uh, young guys that we're excited to see. It's all about just staying healthy. That's the main thing, and just trusting the coaches because right now they're doing a good job. You can see it's apparent with some of the guys that have been flashing at practice in the offseason. So hopefully Jalen's stomach is feeling a little bit better uh, throughout the week, and <laughs> maybe you get to see him next week, but we'll see, though. Now Leighton had one more question. He says, do you guys think Gamewell and Sanders will split all the carries? What will be left? for Boston Scott, I think situational, um, you know, we're talking about taking advantage of, of players in space. If they feel like Gainwell is a guy that you can move around and be a more comfortable pass catcher, you know, he's a guy you can move right to the slot and, and do some things. Um, I, I feel overall, I feel like it's Sanders, your main guy. I think Boston Scott gives you some change of pace and Gainwell is a guy that you can, he's a move piece. He's also, you know, if they start doing that, uh, you know, that pony show with two backs, exactly. you move that him around, and next thing you know, he's in the slot. You're like, hey, some this some a, a nice little dimension to this offense, and they're not going to show you that until the season starts. So we're going to see some. We're I, I believe we're going to see some nice things. We're going to you're going to be surprised. You know, you're going to be surprised. You just said it. The 21 personnel, man. Uh, we talked about it before we drafted him. This is why we wanted him or Dimitri Felton, somebody that could play that role where you said it. They were in the background. Now they're in motion. Uh, imagine a defense. You're looking. It's Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Goddard, Ertz. You've got Devontae Smith-Rager, Quez Watkins. Good luck. So I think, you know, with Jalen Hurts, this is really built to help him out. You know, you establish this run, and it's going to open up so many things with the play actions, the RPOs. So Kenny Gainwell is going to thrive. I don't think he's going to out-snap Miles Sanders, but he's going to get a lot for a rookie. If you play fantasy football, I would suggest getting him at some point, maybe not the first few weeks, but he's going to be a huge part of this offense. But I don't think it's just Boston Scott. In certain roles, he might get the ball, but Jordan Howard also going to receive uh, his fair share. He's been looking like he is getting back to where he was and looks really good, so excited about the running back room. Um, Jimmy says, uh, Trey for Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas looks like he's having issues. He seems like slant boy could be a headache boy. Yeah, no thanks. I'll take Allen Robinson way before I take Michael Thomas. Now, uh, Jimmy, any uh, last words from you? 
Uh, I almost echoing the same thing I said the last couple of weeks, you know, this is preseason. Let's keep an eye on everything. You know, it's not that it's not important. It's just remember to keep everything that's happening in mind. You know, who are they playing with? Who are they playing against? So yeah, there was a lack of fight last night. So that pissed me off and you have every right to be pissed off and a little concerned, but realize what you're concerned about the depth of this team. So we have to stay healthy. We don't want to see our starters get hurt. So these are all things we know. And that's why we're a very young team right now. We're actually like middle of the pack when it comes to age because we kept the right amount of veterans, but they're helping these young guys grow. So let's try not to overreact. And that's what I say every time, whether it's good or bad, get excited like me. I'm just excited for football to come back. Like Chris just mentioned it. These guys are young. There's excitement. There's going to be bumpy roads. We're probably going to be a lot of weeks. Where we're like, mother, we should have won that game. But they're young and there's there's going to be mistakes, guys. But for me, it's the future that keeps me excited. And I don't know that I've felt this way in a while where after the Super Bowl I did, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, here come five more. But, yeah, that didn't happen. So right now, I actually, for once, I'm like, huh, Howie is doing a pretty good job. And he got us in that predicament. But I'm actually feeling pretty confident. Remember, this is the offseason. The details matter. I think, you know, having a problem like this, a 35-0 loss, I'd rather have it in the preseason than I would week one. So a learning lesson for these young men. Hopefully they come out fighting in these joint practices, prove why they should make the team. Looking forward to it. Loved Kenny Gamewell. Loved that we were excited about the linebackers. Loved Jack Stoll getting some reps. Uh, but other than that, there wasn't too much to gain from it other than a lack of effort, which pissed everybody off. But guys, stay excited. Football's almost here. Less than a week away. Good luck on those tickets. Stay safe out there. And as always, go birds. Um, I, I said earlier in the show, um, if you would like to go for the people in the comments here, if you'd like to go to the show, go to the open practice. Um, I was thinking about major league base MLB show. Um, but good game, by the way, have the old one. Don't have the new one, but, uh, uh, it's free, the, isn't it? The, the old one. All right. Um, Oh, it's game pass on Xbox and it's free. Yeah. My bad. So if you want to go to the open practice, I do have tickets to give to someone in the chat. If anybody wants them, you can always DM me as well. Uh, we will be giving some away on our Twitter page. Uh, maybe our, we, we never do any 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 prize giveaways on like Instagram or Facebook. It's so weird. Maybe we should start doing that. We're man yeah. of the Twitter people. <laughs> We're always uh, on Twitter. Um, but again, uh, me and Chris will be doing the autism ch Eagles autism challenge tomorrow. It'll be uh, we're getting up at what seven in the morning. Already got the icy hot ready yeah. for the people. Leg, leg, legs will be hurting for for the people. Uh, no, for me. Joan wants to go to a joint practice. Um, me too. Gail, you got any uh, suitcase room in there? Or? You know, I uh, Mr. Mr. Evan. Is he's riding? He's riding with you on that one. Nice. Um, Daniel's asking for Mr. Hearn to come back from Vegas, give Prime a hug from us all. Thank you guys. Thanks from Sweden. Uh, yeah, man. Um, shout out to Mark. Um, also, Mark has sent some goodies in uh, for the next show. Some giveaways. Again, Mark Bird, a fan of the people. So we'll be giving those away shortly on the next show. Um, but I just want to, uh, I appreciate Mark and all the stuff he likes to do for the community as well. So that's always awesome. Um, and what else, what else, anything else to announce? Uh, 
I'm particular, Open man. Open practice. practice. Prime, Prime's getting married. Tune in Prime's next getting episode married. for, 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 for Prime's surprise. His, his yes, surprise yeah. is awesome. Hey, you got to tune in for the surprise. Because yes. if you've been watching this show, you, you get it. If you know, you know. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But until the next one, uh, it's always uh, fly, Eagles fly. And uh, check in on, on your loved ones and make sure they're doing good because they won't always tell you. But uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.